Good morning, and welcome to Ask the Pro, a paid commercial program. The opinions expressed are those of the participating clients and not necessarily those of the management and staff of WLVL. Ask the Pro is an informational-based program designed to advertise the product and or service of the client and to introduce them to the WLVL listening audience. Your questions and comments are welcome throughout the show. Just call 716-433-1433. And good morning, everyone. Today is November 10th, 2023, and you are listening to Ask the Pro here on WLVL 1340 AM and streaming worldwide at WLVL.com. We'd like to thank you for joining us this morning. And I am pleased to say that I am joined by my friend, Dr. Ken Curves. Yeah. We've uh, grown to be friends over the last several years here, and uh, I'm really, really pleased to have him on the show this morning. Now, of course, he's all things chiropractic and a lot of other things, too, that he knows a lot of stuff about. Yeah, you know stuff, don't you, Doc? <laughs> yes, I do. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you, and you're more than welcome to join the conversation at any point in time. Uh, we don't mind getting interrupted if you want to call in and ask a question or share a story or uh, have a comment. It's it's all good. 433-1433-433-1433 to uh, give us a call. Now, Dr. Kerb's office is located at 741 Davison Road here in the city of Lockport. And uh, if you would like to make an appointment and have a consultation with him for a one-on-one, you can do that by calling 434 434- 0671 is his office and uh, he'll make sure that he makes an appointment to get you in there to, to see how he can possibly help your health and life get better because it is it's Curb's Family Chiropractic and Wellness That's, that's I can't forget the wellness part in yes, there because is. that is so so critically important isn't it so good morning doctor what's going on good morning so yes yeah, so um, as I was driving in today I um, realized that things seem a little deserted in the downtown area, and um, then I realized, well, today is Celebration of Veterans Day. So, um, although although it is tomorrow, um, today is when we're acknowledging that, and also that introduction before the show with the uh, Marine Corps chant. <laughs> you know, I believe you say is the anniversary of the Marine Corps, the founding of the Marine Corps. It is. I think it's 148 years, if I'm not mistaken. Years. Okay. I think yeah, a listener can correct me on that okay. if you want to text me, but I think it is. Yep. Yeah. What what a show they put on, huh? Yeah, you know, yeah, they do. You know, it's interesting because, I mean, I grew up in the era of the Vietnam War, the tail end of the Vietnam War. So that was a, a very stressful time for me as a teenager growing up as I started approaching the age of 18. Um, it was a little scary. Um, and so, um, again, because the, that went on for so many years. And uh, fortunately, that the month I turned 18 is when they discontinued the draft. Um, and I, it was like, uh, when that was announced, it was an incredible sigh of relief. I admire people who, who have done that and who have served. I think it's incredible that they've sacrificed as much. Um, that, I'm just glad they're there. <laughs> hey, you and me both. I'm glad they're there. We can sleep better at night. Yes, indeed. It's just yep. like our, you know, our law enforcement and, um, you know, and everybody else. I'm so glad they're there. That's right. You know, um, there's, there's a few things we're glad they're there. You know, if you if you like yeah. fresh food, thank a farmer. Yeah. If you like yeah. fresh food that made it to your local grocery store, yeah. thank a truck driver. Right. If you like to eat your fresh food while you're speaking English. Yeah. 
Thank a soldier. Right. And that's right. in that order. I know. Yep. It's it's amazing, you know, and, and I, I admire them and, and uh, for what they've done. I mean, my father is a Korean War veteran and, you know, and, and you know, he served four years in the Navy and it, it was, you know, incredible. He had a he had a wonderful experience, you know, and um, and came out safe and sound and was able to raise his four children. So it's good. But anyway, here we are today. <laughs> my father was in the same era. Mm-hmm. He went in the Army as a private, worked his way up to sergeant, came out of the Army as a private. Oh, really? <laughs> he liked to drink and fight a little bit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they uh, they frown they, upon that. Yeah, they do. They do. Evidently, you cannot... You, you, the, you know that stuff happens, but however, you know, you... You're not supposed to tell anybody. Right. And you're not supposed to beat up like four or five guys all at the right. same time. Right, right, right. But, yeah, he was tough, though. Got to give him yeah. credit for that. He was yeah. tough. Yeah. But, uh, That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, great story, huh? But, uh, so, uh, you got to be telling. There's got to be something going on with one of the kids. Well, because there, you always yeah. got, you've always got well, something going on with your kids. So let's just well, start my, out. My, nice da- and my daughter has officially returned back to Thailand. Oh, you know, never. which again was kind of sad. Yeah, um, but but she's sorrow. you know she's back now, and we will not see her again until next July, which is one week before her wedding. Um, so, but it was a good visit. Um, I do have um, four other children that will be coming. Actually, they're all going to be home. The four other ones will be home for Thanksgiving. So I just found that out this week that nice. my daughter lives in Rhode Island um, is going to be able to be home for that. The other ones are all within two and a half hours, but mm-hmm. she's seven hours away. So it's a bit more of a challenge for her um, to come. But she is she is coming forward. So it's nice. Good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Good, 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 good. I cook the turkey every year, so that's that's my job. Um, but my sister and I both participate. I make the bird and, and the main stuff. She does all the rest of the sides and stuff like that. So, nice. Yeah, looking forward to that. My, my wife is throwing me out. I see. Yeah. I, I'm going to go with John Mazur and a few other guys who are going to go uh, serve uh, turkey dinner, I believe, at the Salvation Army. Oh, great. Great. Yeah, so we're going to – basically, my wife is like, get out. Well, I make dinner, so you don't yeah. screw anything up, and you, you know, stay out, I get out from underneath their feet. Really, is what it is. Right. It's and funny. so we get to serve the community and get out of my wife's way there all at go. one time. So it's a win. There you go. We um through our whole through our whole married life, I always cooked Thanksgiving dinner. Um, I would never let my wife do anything on Thanksgiving. She couldn't. She couldn't do. She couldn't even set the table or do anything. I did every single thing besides cooking the whole meal and all that stuff. Um. And I still do. I still do the maintenance. My sister and I kind of share it now with uh, um, our family isn't very big. It's pretty small. Mm-hmm. You know, I have, uh, you know, some nieces and nephews and I, I only I had three siblings. One of them passed away. So it's definitely a small group. Yeah. Um, I'm the one who produced the most children um, in the family. My sister and my both my sisters each had two children. So. Yeah, it's so it makes sense to have it at your house. Yeah, well, it's not at my house. It's oh. at my sister's house. Oh, it's at your sister's uh, yeah, it's house, at my right. sister's house. So I cook the bird and I take it to her because she is a, she is a much better layout in her home to mm. accommodate it. We can all be together in my house. You know, my house was built in the '30s, so it's it's really chopped up. Okay, so you got we could never we could never all eat together. Right. You know, in my house, the kids are getting so, a little big for the card table. Yeah, in the corner, it's, right? it's getting a bit much, and they <laughs> they like to be. You know, all the all the kids are adults now, so you know we really like to include them in, in the whole deal. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Good. It's good. So what's going on in the world of doctoring these days, well, doctor? It's interesting. I've been doing a lot more um, work in the pediatric world. 
um, you know, dealing, you know, people don't realize, you know, that, you know, children and babies and from newborn babies have nervous systems also um, and that need to be tended to. And um, so I've been seeing a, a little bit of influx of newer, younger you know, babies and stuff into the practice, and which is really wonderful because they they respond so beautifully and so quickly. And um, you know, people don't realize that right now we're at about thirty five percent of all births are done by cesarean section, um, an incredibly traumatic way to be born. And yet, if you ever were to watch a cesarean section, you can wonder why children will start developing problems, and a significant amount of them that develop problems like recurring ear infections, colic, you know, real fussiness, and all that stuff. It's coming because of um, the right. birth trauma, actually. That's right. You know, we don't realize that because, you know, your baby came out, you know, it's crying, it's breathing, you know, it's eating, but it's fussy as anything, okay? And, and children shouldn't do that. There's three things that newborn infants should do. They should eat, they should sleep, and they should poop. Yep. And that's it. That's their job. And if they're doing anything more than that, yeah, obviously a baby is going to cry when they when they're hungry. Okay, they're going to give you the signals. But the baby who can't settle down and who can't, you know, who just doesn't want to sleep and all that stuff, there's usually something else going on. You know, so some of the technology that I utilize with uh, thermography scanning and stuff like that, we can really pick up those, you know, changes within the nervous system, you know, at, right from the beginning and um, make some corrections there to make a difference. You know, and for any mother who's out there with a screaming kid that keeps them up all night you know or that kid who's on its fourth or fifth ear infection in that in the same year you know it's an incredible relief when those children start responding and and start uh, resolving those type of issues oh i'm sure mom can sleep through the night now yeah yeah you know it's interesting because in the conventional medical world you know things like colic are just the thing like well that's just the way it is and oh they'll outgrow it well colic is an issue where there's obviously something going wrong. If your kid is crying and screaming on a regular basis and can't settle, there's something not right there. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've seen, you know, I have adjusted colicky babies who literally within moments or a short time after you adjust them, they literally just go limp and fall asleep. You know, I'll, I'll never forget a number of years ago, um, this little girl is all grown up now, but she was about three months old and she was fussy. She was just incredibly fussy and um mom brought her into me um trusted me enough because our our older children went to school together so they knew us casually but um you know we were discussing that and i said hey please you know, give me a chance let me um see what i can do with her and um, i went through the evaluation i adjusted the baby i gave her back to mom the baby fell asleep in her mother's arms she was definitely considerably calmer that night she went home. This child had never slept more than two hours in the first in three months. I mean, had never slept more than two Ooh. hours. She went home, put the baby down. That baby slept for twelve hours straight. She started getting really concerned, you know, yeah. because because the baby she thought something was wrong, um, and no, it wasn't. And and she you know resolved resolved beautifully and, and turned out good. You know, I look at my own children. Obviously, I have an advantage. You know, my children were checked from the day they were born. Yep. My children were all born in normal vaginal deliveries with little to no interference. Um, and so they had a better start. But I've never had a fussy baby or uh, my kids have never had an ear infection. My kids were never colicky. You know, um, three out of the four slept through the night within the first week. Um, the other two, which were a little bit more on the premature side, um, they took about three or four weeks to sleep through the night. 
And, you know, when I hear people who have six-month-olds that still don't sleep through the night, something's not right there. That's you know, right. when you have to um, when you have to hold your baby constantly in order to soothe them enough to go to sleep, something's not right there. And you really need to look at what's going on neurologically. That's right. Their baby is stressed. It, very stressed. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and they can't explain that to you. They can't express that to you. That's right. And in our conventional allopathic healthcare system, we don't do anything about that. We just say, tough it out. It's just the way it is because it's so commonplace. It's incredibly commonplace out there. Well, it's got to um, be if it's 35% cesarean section. It is. It's it's absolutely ridiculous um, how many children are born. You know, I don't know what we did hundreds and thousands of years ago. Now, obviously, some women died in childbirth back then. Mm-hmm. There were issues with, you know, infections and things like that. Yes. Yeah. But what's happened is, is childbirth has become a convenience now you know it's as if we have this nine month disease and like let's get it over because we can get it over within a half hour or we can sit around for you know 24 or 48 hours waiting for it to come um it's much more predictable when you take it <laughs> it's also more profitable when you take it oh okay. profitable yes yes that would never come into play oh, that would on. that would never be a deciding factor you know in the in the birthing process um, but yes it's considerably more profitable so hmm. and then I see women who adopt to have a cesarean section to quote save their bodies you know when they're thinking more of what they look like rather than what the benefit of their child um, you know that's that's a concern to me they're not selfish. Yeah, They're fine. It's a concern to me. Yeah. yeah. No, no selfishness there at all. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's it'll crazy. be fine, fine, fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all but, good. you know, we live in a different time now. It's uh, Yeah, and, and, and it's about it's really about educating people and getting right. them to understand, mm-hmm. you know, that there are other alternatives out there. You know, we see this incredible surge of... Um, all kinds of chronic health problems with children, learning disabilities, attention deficit issues. You know, it's it's just astronomical. I remember as a kid, that was incredibly rare. You know, you had the kids that had their issues, but now we have, it's unbelievable. You know, we have entire classrooms. You never had a thing in, um, you know, when we were, when we were in school, you never had a, a, a classroom where you had to have what do they what do they call like eight one one or yeah. whatever these divisions where you've yeah. got multiple adults to yeah. supervise one or two children? Yeah. That never happened. I've been in three one one classes. Yeah. You know, and it's like, are you kidding me? You know, mm-hmm. it's like it, it, it amazes me. And it and it's not like it's a rare occurrence. It's very common. Look at the surge of, you know, special ed teachers. Thank God they're there to do to address the issues. Mm-hmm. But what what we're missing is the basic issues of what's going on neurologically nutritionally and emotionally with this child you know and what and what are they being assaulted with in, right. even in our conventional healthcare system i mean it's incredible you know they start out in a rough situation from either a traumatic delivery you know whether it be by cesarean section by suction forceps or whatever or a rush situation, and then we go right into the system. I mean, children are being vaccinated literally on day one, you know, and then assaulted throughout their entire lifetime. Um, And then so many of them are not, you know, are being formula fed, so they're not even getting the appropriate nutrition. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a calamity of errors that Mm -hmm. just, and then we sit back and we all wonder, how could this happen to me? You know, I was talking to somebody telling me about their, um, a particular person in this area um they had twins they had boy girl twins and both of them turned out autistic can you imagine that can you imagine having their only children and it was a couple that 
really were delayed in having children. I mean, it was it, you know it was a it was a struggle. You know, and they finally finally got pregnant, had boy girl twins, and both of them are autistic. So they've been literally the, the children are grown now. They're adults now, but they're literally been you know you think about the incredible. I don't want to say burden because it's, I mean it's your child and you do whatever you can do, but so much of that could have been avoided and unnecessary. Yeah. You know, so much of it. Yeah, because the work will never be done until the day they die. Right. Never. No, it's it's not. No. You know. Let me ask you a question. What is your thought? Humans, I think, are the only animals that uh, seek out other animals' milk. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Now you're going to, now you're going to, this is, you just hit a nerve on me now. Yeah. So... What animal, what mammal, again, milk-producing mammals, okay, um, what adult mammal still drinks the milk from their mother? No one. None. No one, okay, except humans. And we don't drink human milk, but, I mean, we we substitute it for, you know, cow's milk. Right. You know, and so why, why why is that? You know, obviously, there's a big industry out there. You know, um, there's reasons for that, and you know, it's it's evolved and developed, you know, into those things. But then let's take it a step further. Look in the animal kingdom, the bird kingdom, the whatever whatever situations. Every species of animal has a very specific diet. Okay, so let's say for an example, koala bears. They only eat eucalyptus. That's it. That's their diet. Nothing more than that. And they love it. Right. Panda bears. They eat bamboo. Yep. Okay. Um, In the bird world, um, hyacinth macaws, which are one of the largest macaw parrots, um, they only eat Brazil nuts. Okay. Why is that? They have a very species-specific diet. Why do you go to the zoos and you'll see signs up, please don't feed the animals. Okay. It'll make them sick. Because they have very specific diets in order to maintain their physiology, their muscle mass, and, and so forth for appropriate nutrition. Why in the human race do we have the most craziest varied diets? We eat everything, you know, and if we don't eat it, we alter it in a way to eat it. You know, we're eating, we're eating poisonous things, but we alter them so that we can eat them. Why does the human race do that? You know, it's interesting because we didn't evolve that way. You know, things didn't change until about eight or 9,000 years ago when the agrarian movement came in, when they started farming and producing grains and so forth. Prior to that, you know, humans were, were no, more nomadic and they pretty much survived on, you know, ruminant animals, meat and fat and so forth. They would occasionally have berries in season when they would come across them or if they came across honey or something like that. But for the most part, they survived on ruminant animals. Yeah, yeah. we have a call? We do. Let's go. I think it's one of our favorite callers. Good morning, caller. How are you this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Uh, doctor, I have a question. Yeah. You're talking about diets. Now, I try to research. There's two different camps. The question is, should you drink liquid while you're eating a meal one wow. side says no because your body produces natural you know juices to digest and you're diluting the acid in right that yeah the, yes the, and the other side says just just the opposite as far as the, the liquid helps you digest the food right so so this is the point a lot of times the people who are like liquid before the meal 
will say, well, if you drink a lot of water, it'll fill your stomach. It'll make you less. Um, you'll eat less because of that. And then you have the other camp about, yeah, we have, you know, as, uh, as human beings, we have an incredibly acidic stomach. Okay. And so it's at like a pH of like between one and two. It's a very acidic. Um, and so when you're drinking a lot of water, you are diluting the acid. And it, you know, so that, so I'm on the camp of not drinking with eating. Good morning. Okay. And welcome to um, Ask the Pro. And we're, paid we're starting our intro again already. <laughs> Um, that popped out of nowhere. But anyway, so so um, we're the thing is, is that when you're eating your food, you want to allow those acids to do their job. So if we really dilute the acid, we're not stopping the process, but we're slowing down that process. You know, we're not going to be have have something as effective. That's why a lot of times human beings can eat some things that are, you know, that are are. You know, they might be, you know, back in the day, I mean, you, they were, people were sometimes scavengers and so they would have to eat like, you know, rancid food and things like that. Um, so that's why we developed such a high, um, acidic, highly acidic stomach. You know, they well, said that, about, yeah. I was going to ask, what about like the eating, like eating like orange, oranges or, or, or tomatoes, which are, you know, acidic. Does that make it harder to digest or easier? No, it doesn't make it harder or anything like that. Things with with those type of things, you know, you have you have other issues with like things like tomatoes and you know things that are in the nightshade family, tomatoes, uh, potatoes, um, peppers, um, potatoes, things like that, because they have they have uh, defensive chemicals within them called lectins, you know, and so that becomes another whole issue when you're dealing with digestion. But the purpose of the purpose of the acidic stomach is to break down that to do the initial breakdown. First of all, to so if the food is let's say contaminated or it's there's something wrong with it, that's a defense mechanism also not only the breakdown but also to kill off that you know that stuff so that we could survive. And so when you're really drinking a lot, and again, I'm talking about water now, okay, as far as that goes, you know, because we can just, you know, people will say, well, I've got to have my wine with dinner, and i got to have my pop with dinner, and I've got to have all these things. And it's well, like, like they have that, I mean, you sh- I'm sure you heard about the Joey Chestnut, where, you know, well, all these guys that binge eat trying to do a record, they drink after they eat, or is that just to get the, the food down? They drink. You mean like while they're eating, they're drinking, right? You will you watch them? Well, if they're binge eating, yeah, because lots of because because they don't care about their digestion. They just care about the volume because again, you know, the the liquid will sometimes act as a lubricant to get it down quicker. You know, that's yeah, that's a how many hot dogs can you get down? Of course, you got to wash it down. Yeah, I just sometimes I I have a problem with that stuff. It's like what what are we trying to prove here? You know, what are we doing? I mean, you know, to 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 you know to binge eat something like that just to prove a point. Well. Yeah, that's great, but I, I wonder what their digestive system I, is the next day. Well, yeah, and I wonder what I just I wonder what their lives are like as far as how they eat on a regular basis. I mean, when you see a person putting down that volume of food in a very short period of time, you know, a lot of times they'll throw up afterwards because the sure. stomach can only stretch so much. Right. And a digestive process takes time. You know, it's not going to just, you know, you're not going to take it in and it's just going to flow on through. There's a whole breakdown system. And they're they're basically swallowing. They're not chewing a whole lot. Right. They're taking it down whole. So, yeah, I just don't think, I, I mean, that that's a very, very incredibly small percentage of people. Right. The, very much outliers in the in the whole th- situation. But that's not really what we're referring to here. Right. And, and more to your point on the water intake, it, look what happened to Brooke Shields last week. I did not hear, but what happened to her? She drank too much water uh-huh. and uh, had a seizure. 
Yeah. Well, you can, you know, the thing is, water is good, Mm -hmm. but again, you know, you can... You can throw off your electrolyte balance if you're taking too much water in too quickly. There was a woman a, a back within the last six months there that died. She like she had been exercising or whatever, and she drank like a gallon of water in a very short period of time, and she died. She threw off her electrolyte balance. That's I think that's foolish. Yeah, um, I'd like to mention one other thing. I, I, it's a little different topic as far as I'm sure you know this. I'm getting sick. they're at it again. I mean every. Some of these, you get uh, like 10 times a day, that commercial work. Make sure you get your food and, and, and yeah, you know, yeah, vaccine yeah. shot. You keep wear a mask and, and you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, I it, mean, I, but I know this. It's sponsored by the DOH, the New York Department of, of Health, right. not the pharmaceutical. I mean, I'm sure they got... Well, the, for, the Department of Health is bought out by the... It's supported by the pharmaceutical industry. So, yeah, they'll they'll take the you know the recommendation agency and they, they just hide behind that. But that, that's got to be expensive, running them that many times a day. You've all seen it, the woman with, with the dark curly hair and... Yeah, that's got to be expensive. You know what? That's nothing for the, you know, when you're making billion, multi-billion dollar profits, that is just, that's just a part of doing business. You know, to them, that's a drop in the bucket. You know, they're pushing fear again, that's right. Of course, that's how they get compliance is you push fear. Rather than educating people, the problem is they did it so much over the last three years that people are starting to get really gun shy, you know, and and that's why we're having an issue with there's only like a two to four percent uptake in in booster shots, you know, this season already, you know, which so they're they're kind of having a fit. So they're going to hit the media even harder. And you're going to see it as we get deeper into the winter. They're going to go hard. You know, now, I'm sure. Sure, in Veers, you don't hear any any after data from the COVID. As far you will as, never hear it. Although all all the public. data, all the data is coming down now about all the heart defects and the heart the heart issues are just. There's tons and tons of data coming out about using that uh, spike protein and how it's affected heart function. Yeah, it's 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 coming out, and as that stuff gets more revealed, the problem is, you know, the the mainstream media is going to suppress a lot of that information. You're not going to get that. You know, the whole pharmaceutical industry wants the spike protein to go to every vaccine because it's much cheaper to produce that. Sure, sure. More profitable. Again, it's, it's, all, it's not about your health. It is not about your health. It is about profit. How in the world did we survive for tens of thousands of years when vaccines only came into, into being within less than probably, let's see, 20, probably the last 60 to 70 years is the only time, that, you know, in the last, let's say it's 70, I don't know exactly, but 70 years that vaccines even existed. Okay, and then people say, well, look at how much better we are because of that. No, actually, around that time, we, you know, we also did things like have indoor plumbing, have proper sewage, you know, uh, processing, uh, cleaner water supplies, you know, proper processing of food. Those are the things that made more of a difference in the disease processes than anything else did. I'm trying to find studies how the spike protein affects you know people's natural immune system and you don't see any studies on that yeah when you're when you are artificially producing things 
you know, again, we evolved over millions of years. You know, the whole issue with the GMO foods and all that stuff, it's like our bodies don't recognize that in the same way that they do the natural products. Well, it's no different with what's happening with this technology now is that obviously it's having a huge impact. And when you start seeing that, the biggest concern in this whole thing is the whole heart, uh, the effect of heart function. You know, I was speaking with a patient of mine who... Um, him and his wife were basically forced into the the vaccine because of their work um, scenarios. And within three months, both of them, who were both incredibly healthy people prior to that, never had any history, have had nothing but issues with heart function um, as a result of, of that. Now, someone will say, well, that had nothing to do with it. Now, how can both husband and wife, <laughs> both vaccinated at the same time, and then both start developing these situations. It's not coincidental. And that's where they really need to start looking at it. Listen, this thing was rushed to market so fast. Um, you know, most of these things go through years and years of testing and development before they're put on the market. This thing was pushed. But not the seven years you're supposed to go through. Right. That. And not at all. But look at it. It was it was to market within nine months, you know. So, um, and just shoving it down everybody's throat. And it wasn't even, it, and it became to the point for many people, it wasn't even optional. It was a forced situation. Um, and that's wrong, you know, because people. I had, I had two close relatives die a couple years ago. Well, the year after they got got the vaccine, of course, the doctors say, no, it had nothing to do with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the thing is, if you even when people have gotten the vaccine and died or developed some serious side effect within days, they'll still discount it. You know, they'll still do everything they can to, you know, brush it off and say it was coincidental. That was going to happen anyway. You know, those kind of excuses are always out there. But now there's far too many researchers coming in and, and looking at what this what this spike protein has done to um, heart function. But seeing what all this changed is, is now they like like they, they were doing these booster shots. They said, "Oh, these are these are a new updated ones." Yeah, but yeah. They yeah. then go through seven years. No, because you get it once, then you can update it no. and, and just without testing. Exactly. They've done it. How many years have they done it with the flu vaccine? You realize you realize with flu vaccine they determine a year in advance. Which is going to be the, quote, primary virus circulating at the next year. And then they develop the vaccine based on that. Well, by the time they get to that point, you know, many times those viruses have, have um, mutated already because viruses mutate on an ongoing basis. And all of a sudden it's ineffective. That's why the overall, you know, success rate, you know, in in the last 20 years with flu vaccines only been like between 14 and 20%, you know, so it's like, why, why are you doing this? Why are we focusing on people changing their lifestyles and their diets and their habits to prevent that from ever occurring? Okay. I've never had a flu in my entire life, you know, and I'm, ex- I, I'm in healthcare. I'm exposed to it all the time, you know, but why don't I get sick? I haven't even had a cold in 30 years, you know, why don't I get sick? Okay, you know, doctor, I, I don't want to take up more time. That's yeah, okay. Nice talking with I you. I enjoy it. Yeah, thank you so thank much. You. you take care. Very you interesting. Know, we forget about we forget about that. You know, we want to go about our lives and mm-hmm. do whatever we want to do, whenever we want to do it, and never take the responsibility for the the consequences that are going to occur as a result of that. Consequences be damned. Yes. So it's like you know whether you're eating, whether you're drinking, whether you're smoking, whether you're injecting heroin or whatever. You know, the thing is that we're going to, when I, what did I, what was the, 
thing when I saw that they're 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 handing out um, clean needles and um, whatever the drug is, you know, the, the Narcan or whatever they are to mm-hmm. discount the, the things with the For fentanyl the and all oh, that. Yeah. Wait a minute here. We're just going to we'll give it to you. No questions asked. OK, let's go to the phones. Uh, Crazy. Good morning, caller. You are on WLVO with Dr. Ken Curves. What is your thought, comment or question, please? couple things, Ken. So did you see the news report the other day about how ketchup differs from from what's in all the rest of the world and what's in the United States? I can believe I did not see that, but what's the difference? So the main ingredient is sugar and, yeah. and high fructose corn syrup sure. and ketchup only in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Canada, Europe, it's 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 probably I don't want it's probably tomatoes. I guess <laughs> but it's in, it, it was a big report about a week ago. You can you can look it up. But the number one ingredient in in ketchup in the United States is, is sugar and then high fructose corn syrup. Right, which is sugar. Um, and so yeah. and so that's the thing because realize this: sugar will stimulate the dopamine responses within your brain, which give you that high, just like heroin, cocaine, and everything else. They stimulate dopamine centers. So what happens is is that that also initiates the addictive the addictiveness of it so you want more of that you want that stimulation you know yeah. of of that so i know i can't i ketchup actually grosses me out to eat ketchup because to me it tastes like dipping a you know a, a spoonful of sugar in my mouth you know yeah, I, on, a, on a hot dog it's gross we all know that yeah. obviously <laughs> but i don't i just don't well i don't i mean obviously my diet has changed quite dramatically yeah. but i don't need any so, of that stuff but but sugar is added another, to everything you know right well obviously yeah, yeah. i mean so another quick question. So uh, a person that you and I both know quite well is in line for a double lung transplant. A double lung transplant? Yeah, you know, the person, it's, it's a young person. She said. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yes, 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 yes. Okay. Okay. Right. But so that's, anyway. that's due to a, a genetic disease. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not going there. Okay. Where I'm going is I was look, researching a little bit because I want to know more about it. There's a gigantic long list of things she can no longer eat and it's like cold cuts and it's and it's faster ice cream and it's it's a lot of vegetables why is that because she's having a lung transplant you mean yeah if if you look up so i was just looking at what she was telling me that she can't eat a lot of things anymore one is soft serve ice cream and one is cold cuts I, I just want, I wonder I wonder what the the reason for that is. Yeah, is well, it in why, preparation? You, no, that's why I'm calling in. I, yeah, I, I think it might be a fungus or a bacteria. Well, you know, I mean, obviously, when that happens, you know, she's going to be on you know um, immunosuppressive drugs for the rest of her life. Yeah, you know, and so so that becomes a, a, a huge issue. So there's there has to be some interaction with those immunosuppressive drugs that would lead to that. You know that, but I don't know where the justification is or the reasoning behind that. You know. Yeah, I thought it might be like a like a fungal thing. Like you know, you, you think about like a I'm just guessing, but like a soft serve ice cream machine, if they don't clean those great, there's a little bit of fungus in there probably, and normal lungs could handle it. 
but when you get some brand new lungs, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but you're, 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 the food is going through your digestive tract. It's not going through yeah, your respiratory tract. Okay, you know, you're not. Why don't not... you research that for me, Tim? Okay, okay. And, and, <laughs> yes. and next Friday, you can, you can tell me. Okay, yeah, I'll, <laughs> I'll spend the time on that. Um, but... Really, I mean, come on, you got some time. Can I you got more time? I know. Yeah. I'm usually free between right. two and four a.m. That is my free time. There so you I go. can, yeah. I can, I'll make sure I do that. Um, I just want a medical professional to look at it right. instead of the yeah. I know it, 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 like myself. It really is. Um, it really makes me curious as to why. Um, because the list is there's dozens and dozens and dozens of things she cannot eat. Wow. And it's it's, it's very normal things. Like it even I even read one part where it said you can't eat. You can eat certain vegetables, raw vegetables, but they have to be thoroughly washed with a special wash, and she can't wash them herself. Somebody else has to. <laughs> well, you think think about this. Um, if if someone like her, because again, they're I don't know if they're trying to keep her in a sterile environment. Again, you can't live your life in a bubble. You know that, Tony, don't you? Um, Listen, I'm the bubble boy. You are the bu- you are the quintessential that. bubble boy. Yes. Um, <laughs> if you could, you would. Um, so, so we have to take it outside of that extreme. But, but um, again, from a from a standpoint of the cleanliness, you realize this: if she has to clean that that much, what are you eating if you don't do that? Okay. <laughs> Why yeah. I called in? Yeah, because so we're ingesting all this pesticides and fungus yep. and bacteria, right? And and now like, oh, you got brain your lungs. You you probably shouldn't eat this. Don't eat don't eat cold cuts and soft serve ice cream. Right. I'm thinking, well, I'm eating that. Yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's a tough thing with people who are, and especially because because she's young too. She's got like a lot of time ahead of her and and hopefully that goes smoothly and it's and it's successful and all that but it's tough for people to change their mindset you know it's like taking you know it's like taking an alcoholic and telling them you can never have alcohol again if they're not if they're not totally committed to that you know they're going to cheat you know they're going to do those things i mean i remember one of my son's closest friends when they were growing up at about 10 or 11 years old you know he was diagnosed with type type 1 diabetes which means it's an autoimmune disease that attacks the pancreas and you know he's on insulin for the rest of his life and and you tell an 11 or 12 year old kid he can't have orange soda you know it was like right. very difficult in the beginning yeah. and and it's difficult to get someone to change those type of habits i know for me in the dietary changes that i went through when i started eliminating you know the carbohydrates in my diet you know there was a little bit of a there's a little bit of an adaptation there you know your body doesn't like yeah. that you know but once you get past it then everything's good and when you see the benefits of it it's really good but yeah. but there is that adaptation and a lot of people are not willing to do that you know, I've seen people yeah. on their deathbeds, you know, smoking a cigarette smoking. and, and smoking uh, or, you know, or right, taking yeah. a drink or whatever. You know, they they will go to that extreme, you know, yeah, because they just can't make that connection that that has anything to do with, you know, why they are like they are. Listen, yeah. the government d- relies on all of us being addicted to something. If it's not our phones, yep. it's. It's medication or it's sugar, it's something, you know? You know, it's interesting. What you just said right now, it's interesting because I was watching, what was I? I was watching something on like Prime Video and now all of a sudden on my YouTube channel, all these things about that are popping up. And I'm going like, oh, "Oh, interesting. Interesting. Why? What a coincidence that that exact specific topic 
of a movie, yeah. you know, or whatever that that all of a sudden all that information is starting to come out. I'm thought, God, they are they are paying a lot more attention yeah. than we you know. You have to get a VPN you know, to search anything. Well, I, I do. That's, that's all you'll get. Yeah, I do have that on my phone, and um, yeah. you know, and the thing is, the other thing is too, like you know, um, rewards cards in stores like Tops or Walmart or wherever the rewards cards, they know exactly. You know, Walmart has a system. They know exactly <laughs> that. You know, in Lockport, New York, more. More people eat strawberry flavored yo play yogurt than some poor else, and they know how to stock their shelves and they know how to provide this stuff because every time you use that reward card, it's monitoring every single purchase you make. Listen, Ken, that's what my son does for a living. He works for a company called Ground Truth. He, his office is in the World Trade Tower, and all they do is target advertising to specific groups of people. Yep. And everything you do, your, your, your loyalty cards, your everything you do, they can track you with it. And they don't know who you are, but they know what you do. Right. They know what toothpaste you use, what yogurt you buy, right. what milk you buy. And, and, the, and they'll, they'll, if, if you drive by Tim Hortons Donuts every day and go to Dunkin', they know you're going by Tim Hortons Donuts. They'll send you a coupon for a buy one, get one free coffee before you get to Dunkin' Donuts so you stop at Tim Hortons. That's yep. what he does. Yeah. So it's yeah. all about... You know that I know, so, and that's anyway. see that's that's the scary part of it though. It's like you know I really don't want you know if I if I if I go do a search on let's say if I Facebook or whatever and you and you happen to like click on one thing oh my uh, click on an advertisement just because you're curious yeah, oh my that. god you're just it never ends. It's the same with TikTok. You watch one yeah. plumbing video and then all you get the next three weeks is plumbing video. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, right. Ken, great hey. show. Thank you. Thanks. Good talking to you, Tom. Take care. Right, Have bye. a great day. Bye. Great, great call, huh? Yeah. Fun yeah. Interesting. Stuff. Now here, here. Now, I I didn't realize that, but you know, his son. That's what his son does. That's yeah. what he does for. They know exactly how to target these things. They sure do. You know, and it's like wow. You know, and and, and again, because of, you know, they know how to put that media out there. Look what they're doing. And the the gentleman before who talked about, you know, the vaccines hitting hitting it on the air constantly. They know exactly how to trigger, you know, the centers in your brain that are going to make you or motivate you to go down that alley. And in the the healthcare system, fear is one of the biggest things that they utilize. And they're good at it. They're incredibly good at it because they come from a place of authority. Mm -hmm. Okay. You know, the World Health Organization, the Department of Health, you know, these people, you know, are the authorities and the ones who dictate things, Mm -hmm. you know, so therefore when they're pushing it, people are going, okay, you know, I've asked patients who have said to me, well, you know, I was working on a, a lady, and she goes, "Oh, my arms are so sore." I go, "She goes, well, I got my flu shot and my COVID shot, and I and I, and I just asked. She's in her eighties, you know, and she's this super healthy eighty year old. She's not, right. you know, she's not a, a feeble, frail thing. She's very active, energetic, and uh-huh. alive." And I go, "Why did you get it? Well, because because yeah. she had no justification for it except because because <clears throat> I was told to get it. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know what? If you're, you know, do you ever question, you know, what your doctor says? You know, do you ever question what, mm-hmm. you know, especially in, in the last three years, do you question things? Yeah. There's still a significant amount of the population who is mm-hmm. never will ask a question, will accept whatever they are told from their perceived authority. Yeah. You know, here's something to make the world a little bit smaller for us. Put another piece in the puzzle. The guy was talking about ketchup. Yeah. Well, guess who Teresa Heinz, you know, the heiress to the yeah. Heinz, guess who she's married to? Tell me. John Kerry. Really? Really. Wow. Yeah. 
Interesting. And he's a, you know, he's a nutbag. Yeah, but that's, this is the thing. You've got to look at you've got to look at the web. You know, mm-hmm. you got to you got to dig deeper into the web. Yeah. You know, we looked at with the whole Faustian, who's his who his wife is. Yeah, and the how, director of ethics, and, and how interconnected <laughs> that all is. Yeah, you know, yes, yeah, she goes by a different name, so most people wouldn't make that connection. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. but my goodness, it's like, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep, and the final follow-up is uh, with that Brookfield thing. Yeah, yeah. She had what's called a um, coniclonic uh, uh, seizure. Okay. Uh, it, and it, it's, it's similar to an epileptic seizure. Is she okay? She is now, but it was she yeah. drank so much water that she she, right. she didn't have enough sodium in her system. Right, that's the problem. She she, diluted, washed, she, she washed all the salt out. Right, she diluted she diluted all the yep. uh, all the electrolytes. See, mm-hmm. I am not. You know, they always say you got to eat. You got to drink ten eight glasses of water a day. Uh, I drink when I'm thirsty. Right. Okay. And you derive a lot of moisture from your food. You know, so mm-hmm. so it's like, yeah, I went through that one time when I was doing a challenge with my daughter. Had to drink a, um, one gallon of water a day. Let me tell you something. I was, that was the most stressful part of the whole thing. 70, I don't have any problem with eating or exercising or reading or, or doing anything. Days but drinking, like yeah, the 75-day challenge. But drinking a gallon of water a day was ridiculous. Yes. Okay, ridiculous. You know, your body is going to take what it needs. But when you're having to go to the bathroom to urinate like every half hour, mm-hmm. that's absurd. You're taking too much. That's right. It's just too much. In the summertime, we used to take salt pills. Exactly. Working on the farm. Exactly. You had to Let have me salt. tell you something. If, you're, if, you, if you sweat and you taste your sweat and it's not salty, you are not getting enough sodium. That's right. Something's okay? going wrong. You are not getting enough sodium. That's right. So, yeah. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us this morning on Ask the Pro with Dr. Ken Kerbs. He knows a little bit about a lot of things. If you'd like to have a consultation with a good doctor, please call his office at 434-0671, 434-0671. And he is located at 471 Davison Road right here in the city of Lockport. So, Doctor, once again, thank you so much for such a productive day. Thank you it's very much. It's never boring. It is never boring. Never boring. Yes. And I can attest to that. So, All right. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There's only 30 days in this month. Yep. So I'll see you in a couple of weeks. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen because that's going to fall on Thanksgiving week. So Ooh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we might have to that. make so a readjustment. May, we may be um, not seeing us till December. So okay. thank you very much and have an awesome Thanksgiving holiday. All right. Thanks. Take see you care. soon. Yep. yep. Bye-bye.